I did it in the hospital one time. Yeah, yeah. I did, I did a workout in the hospital. I mean, I didn't bribe anybody, but I told them what I was doing, and they closed the door and stayed out of my room for 45 minutes so that I could walk in, literally walk in circles in the room. The nurse that was in attendance thought I was nuts. I think that was one of the craziest things that I've done for 75 <laughs> Hello and welcome to Old Man Energy. I'm your host, Flint Anderson, and thank you for joining us on another adventure through my mind and my beautiful invisible co-host, Dez. <laughs> Tonight, we are going to be talking about 75 Hard and fitness and nutrition and everything that goes along with it. First, um, we've put, I don't know, good God, how many hours over the years? What do you think, Des? Into 75 hard since 2019, since the first time I did it. I don't know. How many times have you, how many times have you done it? Um, successfully once. Okay. How many times have you started it? Um, three times. All right. I've completed it four times, completed Live Hard in 2019. I guess that's a good place as any to start. No, uh, four times. Four times, yeah. I said four times. No, I, I you started it four times, completed it almost once, and then had to start over and then finally completed it. Oh, yeah, you had that. And, and, and her false start was as of, uh, she was on day 72 or 73, and we're going to take a picture of all the things. And for those of you who don't know what 75 Hard is, 75 Hard was started by Andy Frisella in, I think it was 2019. Challenge is very, very simple. It is five things. You have to work out twice a day. You have to, one of them has to be outside and 45 minutes each time and they have to be separate workouts. You can't do an hour and a half back to back. There's been some crazy stories about people doing 75 hard. I've got some crazy stories about doing 75 hard over the years, just different things I've had to do. We had a few hurricanes come through. We had to do our workouts. Yeah, yeah. But every walk in the hurricane, the damn Bud Light poncho is all I could find. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, I don't remember which hurricane that was, but that, that video is hilarious. I was like, today's outside workout brought to you by Bud Light's poncho. That was all I could find. It was ridiculous. Take a picture, progress picture, one progress picture every day. Drink a gallon of water, follow a diet. You get to pick the diet. And you have to read 10 pages out of something besides a romance novel, uh, meaning a self-help book, a biography, something where you're learning something from, not just filling your head full of fluff. So No that's, alcohol. That's 75. Yes, no alcohol, too. That goes along with the diet. You have to do each of those tasks with no breaks for 75 days. If you make a mistake, if you miss one, you start back at day one, even if you're on day 74. It's not really a physical challenge. It's designed to teach you grit. It's designed to teach you persistence, discipline. It really helps with a lot of things. I started Memorial Day of 2019. I was hungover and I'd already decided I was going to do it. We had spent the evening before we were camping and drank a little bit too much, had some fun by the fire. and But I told <laughs> myself I was going to do it. <laughs> we drank for like five days straight. Okay, yeah, we, we drank a lot before that. But I told myself before we went out there that I was going to do it. And that was the day I was going to start. I don't remember specifically why I picked that day. It would have been much easier if I'd picked the next day or day after we were already home from camping. But for whatever reason, I picked Memorial Day and woke up. My, my lovely, delicate, feminine flower did not have a lot of faith in me that I was not only going to start the program, but that I was actually going to complete the program. Not because she didn't believe in me, just because I'd started a lot of stuff. And physical fitness was 
except for when I was in my late 20s, was just the exact opposite of anything that I did. Literally anything I did. What do you think? Yeah, pretty much. So that was that was definitely a fair assessment. But anyway, got up. It was hot. It was probably 11 o'clock in the morning. I was hot as hell. And I was walking. I was walking through the campground, walking along by the river. It was a beautiful walk, but I was miserable. Even I doubted myself. And I doubted myself for quite a while when I started the program. Um, probably the first month, at least, wondering yeah, what was going to happen. There's some documentation, it's on my Instagram story, but some documentation of the medical and the health issues that I had before that. So I was fighting those, was not the healthiest of people, didn't know anything about nutrition. And honestly, at that point, I hadn't even purchased a first form product or anything from Andy other than listen to his podcast, which was the MF CEO project at the time. That was it. That was all I'd done. But I knew I needed to change. I wasn't the healthiest fella. I drank too much, ate like crap. I mean, you know, I checked all the boxes. I was overweight. It was, it was all of this, but I was looking for a purpose. I was looking for something going on. I'm out of seven kids. We only had, how many do we have left at home in 2019? Three, four? I think we only had three at home at that point. Yeah, maybe three. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure why. I want to say three or four, but at least half the load. So I was starting to feel a little bit of it and then realizing that they were all in high school or about to be. And I was four years away from wondering what my purpose was going to be. And if, if you want to hear that particular story, go back and listen to episode one and two, because that's where I spend a lot of time extrapolating on that. But this was really the catalyst for me was doing something for myself. And I knew I needed to get in shape and I knew that I needed to go back and do some different stuff. And I, I just need to make some different choices in life. And this seemed like a pretty good way to do it. So I decided that I was going to add a couple extra things. I decided that I was going to document the process on Instagram. And I don't, I couldn't tell you this day why I chose that. I didn't hardly use Instagram before that, just a little bit. But I started writing my thoughts down and my feelings and what was going on, how I felt at the end of the day and posting my progress pictures. And that was um, that was a big thing for me, because if you go back and look, my first few 75 hard posts from the first time I did it, they're, they're not pictures of me. They're memes. I was intimidated. I was scared. Uh, it was it was hard. I, I was putting yourself out there is very, very I don't know. I, I've, I've equated it to using the bathroom in public in a public restroom with the door open. I don't know how else to do that. You're, just, you're letting people see who you really are. So I decided to document it. And throughout the course of, I don't know, when did, when did you start believing I was actually going to finish? Des? I don't know. Let me rephrase it. You were it. more when, than halfway. You when were, did you, you were believe more... I was serious about it? <laughs> Let's go from there. Something happened. I can't remember what happened. Something happened where you could have just quit because you couldn't finish all the stuff. I can't remember what was going on. Was, was your, it when my mom flew in? Might have been when your mom flew delayed? in. I can't remember what it was, but you. I remember you did not go to bed till like three, uh, three four o'clock in the morning, and so you could finish your yeah, outside I'm, work workout. I, that that might have been it. That was so when you my were, mom flew in. It was you were well over halfway. Yeah, I don't even remember what day that was, but I know that my second workout of the day was closer to my second workout or my first workout of the next day than it was the original the original day because it was it was like twenty or twenty two <laughs> hours or something, and that was that was definitely a hard choice. Also, for those of you that are considering doing seventy five hard, your day does not end until you go to bed. So for those of you that look for that convenient excuse, well, I work 12 or 13 hours a day, you know what, 
there's been some crazy stories about people doing 75 hard. I've got some crazy stories about doing 75 hard over the years, just different things I've had to do. We had a few hurricanes come through. We had to do our workouts. Yeah. Yeah. But everybody walking the hurricane, the damn Bud Light poncho is all I could find. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that was, I don't remember which hurricane that was, but that, that video is hilarious. I was like, today's outside workout brought to you by Bud Light's poncho. That was all I could find. It was ridiculous. I, and disclaimer, I'm not encouraging anybody to go walk in a hurricane. I did some stupid shit and it's okay for me, but don't go follow it like it's gospel advice. You do you. I did it in the hospital one time. Yeah, yeah. I did, I did a workout in the hospital. I mean, I didn't bribe anybody, but I told them what I was doing, and they closed the door and stayed out of my room for 45 minutes so that I could walk and literally walk in circles in the room so that I could finish my inside workout. Thank goodness I'd already done my wow. outside workout. So the, the backstory was that is he was having chest pains, and I made him go to the hospital, and... They got him there and decided they were going to transfer him to another bigger hospital to do some scans. And he had like an hour and a half, two hours for the ambulance could get there to tote him. He'd already done his morning workout outside. So he did it inside <laughs> in the room while he still had probes and everything. You are, I don't even understand you. <laughs> That's a true story though. The nurse that was in attendance thought I was nuts, but at my request, unplugged me from my, from the machines with the promise that what were they, what did you do? Did you sit outside the door? No, I went and got something to eat because you weren't going to have any food at the other place. That's right. So she went to get something to eat. They promised not to bother me until, until they came back and then Des actually opened the door when I was done. Again, I don't recommend this. This is just my story and I've done some stupid shit, but when, when I become dedicated to a purpose and I get dedicated to a cause, nothing stops me. I'm, I'm like the immovable object. It's just, you're, you're not going to talk me out of it. It's, I'm just not going to stop. I think that was one of the craziest things that I've done for 75. <laughs> we've done it right while traveling. Yeah. Yeah. We've done it while traveling. We've done it, um, done it to get in shape for traveling. We've used it for several things over the years. What about, what about you, Desmond? Do you remember what made you finally decide? Cause I know you, you, you were pretty adamant about not doing it at first. My problem is I hate starting anything and it was, and a lot of people can understand that just physically starting it was, was pretty hard. So I just got sick of it. I don't know. We were sitting there doing something and I just, too many excuses over the, the month that, cause I think I started like a month and a half after you, after your second round. Mm -hmm. I was like, you know what? I'm done. I can't, I'm done. I said, I, I remember looking at you going, I'm starting in the morning and I started in the morning and that's all she wrote. And it was a, she had planned to start like after a trip or something and she just woke up or she went to bed the next day. She goes, I'm starting in the morning. Oh, it was Halloween Horror Nights. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. I was like, uh, I want to, I'll start after Halloween Horror Nights. Because, I mean, you know, you go down there, you drink, you go through the houses, you have fun. We stay down there. And I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm cheating myself because I want to have alcohol. Because I could have did my, my workouts down there. I could, I could eat correctly. And at that point, I was like, do I have a problem with alcohol? And I was like, absolutely not. And I think that's what the kicker was. So. Was it was it because you decided you didn't have a problem or you needed to find out? 
I don't know, maybe a little bit of both. Cause I mean, we both were going down some very destructive paths. I remember thinking that if alcohol is the reason I'm not going to start making myself well and get in shape, I've got a bigger problem because that's the only thing that was holding me back. And Amazing. I said, no, we got pictures of that. We, uh, do you remember that? Pictures of what? Of us at Halloween Horror Nights. So Ashton went with us and I yeah, wasn't drinking. Yeah. We had like a trip planned the following week, month for the brew fest yeah, at Jenny. Jenny Springs. And I was not drinking then. That was the when they brought all the the breweries in and yeah. No, I remember that. I remember that. I was done. I think I was I think I was in between phases. I don't think I was quite done with 75 hard. I think it was in the middle of Live Hard, but I was in between phases because I was able to I was able to enjoy the brew fest while we were out there. But even then, when your spouse is not drinking that much, you don't drink that much. And for us, it, it, we're going to talk about alcohol, and I think we're actually going to dedicate an entire episode to alcohol and how to deal with it and different things, different ramifications it can have on your life. But I'm going to touch base on this for us personally, for myself personally here. We have never been the couple that had to pour everything out for that level of discipline or self-control. And I think when, when Des got to the point where she was questioning whether that was actually a fact or not. I think that's really was a catalyst. And as you said, you wanted to know for sure. I never had an issue with it. And I've had some conversations with people over the years um, where they, they were like, oh, well, did you, did you pour the whiskey and the scotch and the liquor out whenever you started 75 hard? I'm like, well, no, it just, it just sat on the shelf. We weren't doing anything. We just weren't drinking it. So some people can't have that around and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. It, it's really designing your environment for success. And it just because alcohol has a lot of stigma and a lot of addiction tied to it, it still doesn't mean that it's a, it's that level of a problem for everybody. But you know what, if you've got to get rid of the stuff in the house, that's, there's no difference between doing that and getting rid of all the little Debbie snack cakes in the house. So you don't eat them whenever you're tempted. It's just designing your environment, engineering your environment for success is all that is. So I don't want to spend too much time on that because I, I really want to focus on the consistency that 75 Heart allows you to have. What, Des, what was your biggest takeaway from 75 Heart? I've got a ton of them. So before I start, I want, I want to hear your answer. I, you start. I don't, I, I don't even know. Okay. I, I've got a ton of them. My, the biggest physical manifestation thing that happened, because I didn't lose a whole lot of weight the first 75 days. But when I started... 75 hard the first time I was taking 16 pills a day and three shots a week maintenance medication that the doctors just were determined I was never going to come off of and I know you can't fully recover from it but I just gone over a flare-up of gout and rheumatoid arthritis and they didn't know what was wrong with me for almost a year I was on a medication they had to stop treating one to treat another and it's just it was, it was a miserable time in my life I was very emasculated and just I was not in a good position and the doctors told me when I was feeling better and I went back to him, I said, listen, I'm going to, when do I start getting off this medicine? And he goes, I don't think you understand. This was my rheumatologist. He goes, I don't think you understand. This is your, you're on, the, this is the way it's going to be. These are maintenance meds. You'll be on these, if not more for the rest of your life. And I looked right at him. I was like, the fuck I am. And he didn't really have much to say after that. He kind of left the room, but I went to my regular doctor and he looked right at me and told me he didn't think I had the discipline to be able to get off the medications. It wasn't sustainable. 
it wasn't sustainable. So um, halfway through 75 hard, I came off nah, seven of the pills. I came off seven of the pills. By the end of it, I was just on regular. I think I was on blood pressure and allergy pills by the end of it. And that was it. That was it. That was in 2019. I was in 2019. I haven't gone back. I used to add it up and I, I stopped adding somewhere around like nine or 10,000 pills. I was like, okay, this is no longer an effective example, although it might be more effective. So that was my physical takeaway from that is I, I really started feeling better. And because I was forcing myself to go through this program and exercise a lot, my rheumatoid arthritis was staying in check because I was moving my joints every day. And I like to lift weights, which I also knew from previous in um, when I was younger in my early 20s or late 20s, I guess. So I was lifting weights. I was doing the things correctly to keep the rheumatoid arthritis at bay. And then eating correctly, I started learning about nutrition. And because I was already reading a book, and I read constantly, I'm a, a voracious reader. So I was just gleaning every piece of information that I could about nutrition and how your body works and what have you. But more than that, mentally, it was the biggest thing I'd ever done in my life the first round of 75 hard just for myself, not the biggest thing I'd ever done, but the biggest thing I'd ever done just for my life that didn't actually benefit anybody else. That's what I believed at the time. Now that that round of 75 hard has changed. That was the catalyst for everything that you're looking at, listening to and watching right now in one way or another. I don't know, your, what would be your takeaway from your first time finishing 75 hard? Um, I remember us talking about this. I, I, I don't have a problem. Once I start something, I don't have a problem with the discipline because then I just become a fanatic with it. If I have a set of rules I need to follow, I have no problem following those rules. So out of everything that I probably should have taken away from it, that most people do, I didn't take much away from it, but I did take a lot of the nutritional um, aspects out of it because it, I really did have to focus on how we were eating. So I learned a lot about, because remember we went keto, which helped me a lot. It helped you a ton. That was that was also directly against doctor's advice, because <laughs> when you have gout, keto is like the worst diet you can do. Yeah. And I remember uh, I remember doing the keto and just reading everything I could and just we got some really good recipes out Recipe, of that. Recipes that we still eat to this day. To this day. Keto, and, I, and so I guess out of that, I guess more or less just the, the nu nutritional aspect of it, because I, I didn't have a problem with working out. I was in pain the first probably three weeks. Oh, you had some hellish um, blisters. I remember that. Yeah. So I took nutrition out of it. That was one of my biggest takes and it's, that has stayed with me. And then the, we started uh, doing a lot of uh, prepping, meal prepping, which I found out that I really, really enjoyed. We still use some of those skills to this day. And, and I understand folks, listen, this sounds like it's a miracle cure for everything. And it does make a huge difference in your life. But this was just the beginning. When we talk about we were on a pretty self-destructive path, that path was over years. And it did not really stop until about, what, the beginning of this year. Yeah, because we, after even after 75 hard, we kind of fell back into those yeah. ruts and started doing the same damn thing again. Well, it, it turned into a yo-yo at that point. It was it was crazy. We were super hyper-disciplined when we were on 75 Hard. And even throughout the course of the Live Hard program, which I started phase three of Live Hard. And if you want to know what that is, go to 75hard.com and look it up. It's very well documented and detailed there. If you want more information from me, I mean, there's information on my Instagram and just what I've done with the program over the years. But 
I finished Live Hard once and it was during, it, I started phase three right after the COVID lockdowns. I, I'm, I'm making a joke telling everybody that I knew every gas station attendant within 10 miles of the house because one of the pieces of phase three is you got to go talk to a stranger. Well, everybody was locked in their house. The only people that went out were essential workers. So most of the essential workers I knew worked for me. So I had to go find new people to talk to. <laughs> that, was, that was an interesting time, but I felt really good once that was finished. My takeaway from that, from the whole year was that I learned that I could do things just simply because I chose to do them. And I didn't have to assign a greater purpose to it other than I just wanted to do it. Because a lot of times we fall into this justification of goals and dreams. And it's like, well, okay, I, I want this, but, and it's okay that I want this because it's going to do A, B, and C for this person or that person. And it's a very people pleasing attitude and it, it's not healthy to be a people pleaser in life in general is just not healthy. If you're not taking care of yourself, you cannot take care of everybody else. And you're actually being more selfish by trying to be a people pleaser than you are if you're just taking care of yourself, because you're just literally trying to manipulate people into liking you. And I was trying to do that my entire life just by attaching all these other things to my dreams and goals and being constantly disappointed and let down. But what I found out was, is that if I made a promise to myself and I kept it, I was the only one who was going to let me down if I didn't keep it. Much, much more power in doing things for yourself and choosing to do things for yourself than there is in choosing to do them for other people. I'm not talking about acts of kindness and I'm not talking about being nice and helping other people. What I'm talking about is attaching other people to things that you want to do just for the simple fact of the, that makes you feel better. And that was the world's worst that I did that a lot, but it didn't, it didn't, we'd learned a lot about nutrition. We wouldn't drink when we were on the program, but then as soon as it was over, we'd kind of fall right back into those habits over and over again. I did it four times, successfully completed 75 hard four times with massive changes Yeah. in, in, in my body. I got better at it each time. But what I realized is, and if you want to interject something here, when this story just from the outside, um, because what I realized during that last round is I started to do it a fifth time. And what I realized at the beginning of that, and that was in 2020. It was last, no, it was right after Thanksgiving last year. It was last year. I know exactly um, what you're talking about. And I started to do it a fifth time and I realized that I was insanely good at checking boxes and I was really bad at lifestyle. And I stopped. The thing is, I stopped doing 75 hard, but I didn't stop the exercise. I was like, you know, if this is going to be a lifestyle, then it is what it is. And it was easier for me to make the choice to do these five tasks for 75 days than it was just to live a healthy lifestyle one day at a time. The thought that went through my head, and this is what kept me on track and really helped me establish the lifestyle is, I don't have to do this forever. I just have to do it tomorrow and the next day and the next day. And that attitude helped me so much in looking at it from a macro level, operating at a micro level, but looking at it from a macro level because I wanted the lifestyle that could be afforded. I wanted to feel as good as I felt on 75 Hard all the time. Oh, man. I, and, and I didn't. And to the point now, oh yeah, let me back up. I'm getting ahead of myself. But I wanted to feel that way all the time. And I didn't want to just do it whenever I was on 75 hard. So I did, there's some real hard life choices. Like, okay, well, I got to quit eating like crap. Or I got to start tracking. So I, you know what? I, I doubled down. I tracked my macros. I tracked my workouts harder than I was on 75 hard. I I've got notebooks full of workouts. My first format for a year was completely slam full of all of my food. I tracked everything. I didn't track greens. 
and I didn't track the calories in a piece of gum I chewed. I was not obsessive like that, but I tracked everything. I wanted to make sure that I was staying on track for my lifestyle. But what was more important is, is I, I, I got in my own head because I was like, okay, you know, there's going to be times where I'm going to make mistakes. There's going to be times where I'm going to want to have a drink. There's going to be times where I'm going to do things that are not necessarily healthy or I'm not going to be able to. Maybe I didn't plan accordingly. Maybe a day just went freaking sideways. I did. There's all kinds of things that happen. So I thought about it. I'm like, how am I going to plan for this? How am I going to figure this out? What helped me was, I said, okay, out of 365 days, if I have 10 days of vacation and 15 days that are just stupid, that I just, for whatever reason, I can't do anything. You know what? Out of the whole course of the, world, the year, that's only 25 days. It's less than a month. If I had 300, if I had $400 and I lost 25 of it, I wouldn't throw the other 375 in the garbage because I lost $25, which is what you really do whenever you blow your lifestyle because you had a bad day or because you wanted to go out with your friends or you had a piece of birthday cake or whatever it is. And then you just blow your whole diet and you just head down this self-destructive path. That helped me stay on track. That also helped me plan better. And with the macros, I could plan, okay, well, you know what, if I want to have a dessert here, and I'm not a big sweets guy, but a lot of people are, which is why I'm using dessert as an um, example, because my example was um, chicken wings. I, I dearly love chicken wings, but they are probably, they're probably worse for you than a piece of cake. But I would plan that into my macros for the week. I would plan having a couple of beers, a couple of drinks, and I'd be good. And not every week, but whenever we were going out or what we were doing. Was I perfect at it at first? Mm-hmm. No, it was pretty terrible. And okay, one drink turned into 10 and the kids were coming to get us <laughs> and bring us home. So it happened. But the thing was, I get up the next morning and instead of flushing everything down the toilet, I'd be like, okay, well, that's well, last night was sucked. Let's call that a learning experience and just go on about our business. It was and, suck. And it was, it was suck. And there were some pretty bad nights too. But I would just live my regular lifestyle the next day. I would, okay, I got to work out, got to get up, got to walk, got to go lift, whatever I was supposed to do. I already knew. And so slowly lifestyle started to creep in. And when I say started to creep in, it was with intent, but it didn't happen overnight. This was in November when I made this decision because it was right around Thanksgiving and I worked out, I worked out the whole month of October. It looks great because it was on 75 hard and then between November, and December and hardly do shit except enjoy the holidays and gain some weight. I think I was in, in, I would, that yo-yo continued after I decided to stop the yo-yo until March. This is with me working out consistently, but I wasn't eating correctly. I didn't have anything dialed in. I was just trying to figure it out. I was also struggling with all of the internal demons of figuring the purpose out and trying to figure out what I wanted in life and where our life was going and what we were doing together. I understand we didn't have, we didn't have relationship issues at this point, but I was having, for all intents and purposes, the damn midlife crisis everybody talks about, but it was manifesting itself in just such a weird way because I would go out and I would eat like crap the night before and then have a couple of drinks, but I'd still be up at three, three forty-five, four o'clock in the morning and go walk and then head to the gym immediately. And it was just a really weird time. And it's all logged and tracked. It's just, just odd. But things eventually start to settle down and your brain finally starts to accept, at least mine did, that, okay, well, this, this is the way it's going to be. We might, we might as well start getting on with the program and cooperating. And, and what really was the last straw for me was when I got on the scale and it went over 265. And guys, I'm only 5'9". I'm, 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 not a, I'm not a towering mountain of manhood. I thought you were 5'10". No, I'm only 5'9". And if I, 265 and 5'9", I look like an Oompa You were bigger on as you were tall. Oh, my God. I, I didn't. I, I was a weeble. You, couldn't you were beautiful. Over. Stop it. So, you, were, but it <laughs> you were fluffy, though. The, the, point, the point is, is I, I, that was my breaking point. And I, I, 
I couldn't do it anymore. I was like, you know what? I, I know how this ends. And I've been over 300 pounds one time in my, in my past and it was miserable, but I knew how it ended. Not good. I was not okay with that. The fun part was, and this is, this is where the real power and discipline comes from. And this is why you want to stay as disciplined as possible, even when you're not performing at a hundred percent is because I didn't have to redesign my life when I made that choice. I just had to tweak a few things that I was already doing. I didn't have to decide to go work out because I was already working out. I didn't have to decide to get some cardio in because I was already getting the cardio in. I had to be a little more disciplined about my food, but I was already tracking it. So that wasn't that hard. I did not drink as much because the alcohol was really killing my calorie count. Not because I was getting drunk all the time, but it was just okay to have a couple beers in the evening. I have a few on the weekends when I was working around the house. Normal life. So it cut some of that out and I didn't cut it all out. I still haven't cut it all out. I still have to have a couple of glasses of whiskey every once in a while, a couple of glasses of scotch, have a couple of beers. But instead of five or 10 and then a case on the weekend or whatever, now it's one or two, maybe two or three. And I'm hyper conscious whenever I make those choices. And if you know what, if I, and I dearly love German chocolate cake and carrot cake, I'm not a sweets guy, but those are really the two only the sweets that I eat. I can order a piece of carrot cake and I will cut a quarter of it off and I'll eat that. And then I'll do it the next day and I'll have a little more and I'll share it with somebody. And maybe I'll spread that one piece of carrot cake out over three or four days and it fits in my macros. And guess what? It's not a big deal. Um, then I'm not gaining weight. Same, same with the alcohol. Alcohol tracks a little different, but if you regulate it and you figure it in with your macros and you are conscious with a bigger goal towards what you want to do, I already had the lifestyle because I was already living that way, even to the point where some people ask me, man, you back on 75 hours? Like, no, this is just, this is, I'm just used to this. This is just what I do. So I didn't really have to, I didn't have to go, okay, I got to go learn. I got to change. I got to do this. I got to make some drastic changes. I tweaked one or two things and man, I, my, um, my weight loss chart, it, it looks like, it looks like a avalanche going down the side of a mountain. And I haven't lost weight all that fast because as my nutrition increased, I was able to lift more weight. And there was some other um, stuff that we got right with the doctors and I got, so I got off some more of that medicine and got on some medicine that I actually needed that helped just balance everything out. I mean, none of that would have happened if I hadn't established the lifestyle and started tracking everything so that when I did go to the doctor, say, I want to come off this medicine. Can you look at this? Tell me where I'm struggling this. And here's my blood work. They were able to look at it and go, okay, well, this is off. This is off. Your, some of your hormones are off. You need to fix this. And I, that's a whole nother um, topic. It's not one I have a problem talking about. It's not what I'm talking about today. We're talking about 75 hard. We're talking about the power of exercise and the transformational power that that level of discipline gives you. So that's my story. And that's been since 2019. It was not instant. It was a massive yo-yo, even after I decided for it not to be until it wasn't. And I think there's a post out there floating around somewhere. It says, sometimes I get on the scale and it says what I want it to. And sometimes it's broken. Broken a lot. The scale manufacturing industry is really flawed. They need some <laughs> quality control because it doesn't, it does not work. Consist sucker's still broken half the time. I just uh, don't understand it. I like the fact that we move ours around on the floor thinking we're going to get a uh, better reading because maybe the floor's messed up. <laughs> the, the tiles are crooked. They're not. Yeah, the crooked. tiles are crooked. <laughs> <laughs> We bought a manual scale and that sucker was broken too. It was so broken. It was broken. It, often it was broken in the exact same way that the other one was broken. <laughs> it's funny the things you tell yourself. And I don't know. I don't, it's funny. It's just funny to me. How, how many of y'all got broken scales? <laughs> Everybody. Every, every single one of them is broken at different times. If it doesn't tell us what we want to tell them. Hell, I went to the doctor today and they weighed me. I said, this better be good. And she... Did it. And I was like, it's broken. <laughs> it's broken. 
Even the doctor's scales are broken. <laughs> oh, screw this. I, I know I made made the excuse. Oh, I, I got all of my clothes on. <laughs> and she's there in jogging shorts and a t-shirt. <laughs> yeah, well, that's... <laughs> I must have close to 10 pounds of clothes let me take, on today. Let me take my rings and my tennis shoes off. Okay. <laughs> let me take my cell phone out of my pocket. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> let me take a deep breath. You got some helium around here? Oh, Let's geez. do everything we can. Hold my hair up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to hold my hands up in the air and it, it, we've all done it and we're adults, but you know, ultimately adults, we are still kids at heart and we still want to believe in ourselves and it's okay to be silly sometimes. And some of the stuff we do guys is really, really silly. I mean, that's, yeah, I'll get on that scale four or five times and I don't even care about the scale. I don't, I, I, I care about the way I look now because I know I'm not going to lose that far. I, I, according, according to my watch and tracking and all that. And Des, I'm super proud of Des. She's lost well over 50 pounds since all of this happened. And guys, that's another testament too. Because once you start getting yourself in shape and you start becoming the man that you need to be and that your wife wants to look at, you know, if she hasn't really been doing what she needs to do and taking care of herself, she's going to most likely step up to the plate and get on board too, because she sees you doing it. Because you know what, whether you like it or not, you're the leader. And when you start leading, you don't have to tell people to follow you. As a matter of fact, when you tell people that you're the leader, you are not really the leader. Leaders just lead. But that, that's, that's beside the point. I don't really care about the scale. I, um, I've lost officially, what is it, 40 pounds almost, 38 pounds. Probably lost closer to 50, but I put on a lot of muscle since then because nutrition. To a point where I quit tracking my food because now I know I have the discipline. It's like, the, it's like tracking your food initially is a train in wheels. Well, we eat the same thing every single morning, every single, and it's, I mean, it gets boring, but I don't, I don't, I mean, some, okay. So we, we eat the same thing every morning unless we're like traveling. Every I don't, guys, I've been eating the same exact three meals for as long as I can remember. And then lunchtime, it's usually something from the night before that we kind of, but it's healthy. And then dinner, if I'm cooking something or we're going to go somewhere, but we, we pretty much eat the same stuff over and over again, which is great because when we decide, hey, we're going to go somewhere else and we're going to go do something, it's phenomenal. Tastes very good. Tastes, yeah. It's like a, it's like a treat, but it's still eating healthy, which is great. That's true. That's true. And, and we're, not, we're not big substitute people when it comes to nutrition either. There are some of the keto recipes and there are some of the um, low calorie sweeteners that she'll still use when she cooks for us. But it's because we like the taste or the mouthfeel of them. Like I really like, I think it's erythritol because when you, when you eat it, your mouth feels cold. It's almost like peppermint. I don't something. know if it's the, I don't know which Maybe one Maybe xylitol, one of those two, but she, uses, she uses one of them that, that has that mouthfeel to it. And she'll make icing out of a birthday cake or something like that, just out of that, not for the calorie wise, because we, again, I you told you how I eat sweets, very, very small portions, but because I like the way it tastes or I like the way it goes. But we don't make substitute desserts. We don't make substitute this. We make so if there's something that we're really craving that we really want, one, we make sure that we've had enough protein for the day. Because if you're craving sweets, you generally haven't had enough protein. And if we've eaten healthy that day, then we just build it into our macros and actually have what we're craving. Well, we don't beat ourselves up if we want to like have something like that. And I think that's half the issue because once people start beating themselves up, they want to quit because then they feel like failures. I think that's where a lot of it comes in. If you want to just go have a bite of birthday cake, go have a bite of birthday cake. Just don't eat it every damn day and don't eat the whole damn cake. And not when you're on 75 hard because you will be back at day one. Well, I, yes, I'm talking about it any time because I mean, 
I, and I don't know if you realize this, but since we, how long we've been living in this house? Going on three years? This is, we're in our third year. Third yeah, year? Month into our third year. I was thinking about this this morning. The sugar that's in the pantry now, that's in the, the plastic. You know, oh, yeah, in the Tupperware? Yeah, the Tupperware thing. That was a five-pound thing of sugar from the other house when we had some kids living with us. Good Lord. And it is still, there's still probably two pounds of sugar in there. And I, since we've been here, I've never used it. I think I think um, Kyle might have used it to make cinnamon toast for Grace. But I mean, that's that's the lifestyle we live. We're not sweet eaters. We don't eat. We don't really like sweets. And if we want something, I mean, I'll make it. But it's usually if I can use a substitute with the sugars, I'd rather do that because I just I not a sugar really a sugar eater. So the substitute sugars don't bother me. And, and we eat as much real food as possible. We eat very little processed foods, we very little fried foods. If anything is fried, then she fries it in um, olive oil or avocado oil. And it, we don't eat that much often, but um, we don't eat margarine. We eat real butter. But again, it's controlled portions and it's tracking your macros. And macros are not really complicated, especially if you have if you have a way to learn them. I personally use the first format. Bez didn't like the first format. I loved it because it taught me, in, in addition to tracking for me and helping figure, it gives you all of the data and the details. It gives you all the data and the details so that you can actually learn what's in things and what size portions are. And I use the app as a learning tool so I can glance at things now and tell how much they are, what they are. So eating clean is important. Satisfying your cravings is important, but you won't have as many cravings if you're eating healthy, satiating food. Then if you're really having a craving, it's just because you want it and you're going to be satisfied with a lot less of it. The, the slab of carrot cake you get from Outback. And Outback Steakhouse has, in my opinion, one of the best carrot cakes out there. I like carrot cake. But that sucker's got to be at least 1,500 calories. That thing is a half a cake. It's too sweet for me. It's ridiculous. I mean, it, it, it covers a plate. Four or five people could literally eat off that thing and still have icing left. It's a big but old piece of cake. We'll get the big old piece of cake. I'll give some of it to Ashton. I'll cut it into three, cut my half of it into three or four pieces, and I'll have it over three or four days. And then my craving satisfied. I may not eat sweets again for six months, maybe even longer. I don't know. I, I usually, around my birthday, is I'll have some carrot cake and I'll have some German chocolate cake. But even then, that German chocolate cake with two of us eating on it, not Des, Ashton and my birthday is the same time. We both like German chocolate cake. And John, John's the 14th. I guess it was three of us eating on it. That cake lasted almost three weeks. I don't think it lasted that long. I think it did because the boys forgot it was out there. No, that was the, uh, that was the, um, oh, that was pina colada. That was a pina colada cake you made. For dump cake. I mean, poke cake that I made. Gotcha. So she'll make sweets for the kids and we have a cabinet full of snacks for the grandkids. But again, if you're eating healthy, you're not tempted by that. But also pretending they don't exist is also the wrong answer. That's that's no, yeah, that doesn't help either. Not having a discussion about it is the wrong answer. Talking about it, and then you know what? It, sometimes you're just you're snacking because you're bored. So there's times when um, she'll look at me and she'll be like, "Are you um, do you really want that? Do you really need that? <laughs> are you are you sure you want that?" And sometimes I, there's been times I've been going for the sweets because I mean, I'm not perfect. I don't you know. I, I, sure. I want to eat this whole slab of cake because I'm, I'm weak or I'm going to I'm going to do all of this pudding or whatever it is. <laughs> but then it's often it's just as often I might be grabbing flipping pickled herring out of the <laughs> refrigerator and eating some weird stuff, too, because it's just a flavor craving at that point. I don't I, I like the are they the, the first form beef sticks? 
Oh, if you've had the first form beef sticks, they're just off the chain good. Those are those are a lifesaver in the evenings mm-hmm. when I like, oh, I think I need something. They're good. I need to order some more of those, by the way. The jalapeno ones are by far the best. And understand this is, a, I, I do have first form affiliate links. I am a first form legionnaire. So you, if you want to order this stuff, awesome. This is not a first form ad. We're just talking about what yeah. we eat folks. What we like. This is what we eat. We, um, I like the, we, we like the quest cookies. If we want a snack, especially Oatmeal. for, um, if we're walking or hiking or something, we throw those in our bag. I like the level one bars, but man, I, I, I feel like I'm getting away with something when I'm eating a level one bar. I, those, I feel like I'm eating a candy, like a legit candy bar. Those are too sweet for me. I, I usually, I can finish one, but I'll, I'll usually eat half of it and eat the other half later. Cause they're just, they're so sweet. They handle, and they're, they're healthy. Their macros are on point, but they, they just taste amazing. It's like, the, that's why I'm glad the beef sticks came out. They're definitely, <laughs> definitely much easier to snack on those. And like you can throw this. them in your backpack when you're hiking too, which is kind of cool. I like the savory more than anything. So, and drinks. I feel like we're doing like a, a commercial. I mean, nothing on. Remember the the SNL skit where they're talking about <laughs> talking about the sweaty balls. Oh God! <laughs> I, I don't think we've been that offensive. That's not. Um, no, I'm, I'm getting those vibes. To, well, we're talking. We're talking about nutrition because it's really. Nutrition, nutrition and exercise go hand in hand. But if you have your nutrition under control, you can really fail at your exercise repeatedly until you figure it out and you're still going to lose weight. Because if you are attempting exercise, even if you suck at it, but you're eating healthy and you're eating clean and you're eating in a caloric deficit, then you're still going to lose weight. You're still going to maintain. You're going to get healthier. You can't help it. So um, and when it comes to drinking, I'm not talking about alcohol. I think I beat that horse to death. But just drinks in general, we don't drink a lot of soda. Uh, drink no sugared soda at all and very little diet soda. Now, here's here's a tip and a trick, not even a trick. This is this isn't even a hack. If you are on a diet, do not drink diet root beer. If you are on keto or low carb, it will throw you out of ketosis. Something in the sarsaparilla root that's made into the root beer acts as glucose in your body. I do not have a scientific study to back that up. I haven't researched it. But what I can tell you is I've been in hardcore ketosis, deep in a keto diet, and you can have diet soda on keto in limited quantities, had four ounces of a diet root beer and was out of ketosis for two days. It's somewhere. You can look it up. Maybe. I'm just I'm saying I haven't looked it up, but I can tell you that's true. So if you're going to drink soda, or you're going to substitute regular soda with diet soda, one, do it in limited quantities. And Number two, stay away from diet root beer unless you plan for it. Understand that's what's going to happen if you eat diet root or drink diet root beer. I don't really care for diet soda anymore. I switched from Mountain Dew to diet Mountain Dew, from Dr. Pepper to diet Dr. Pepper. And I have um, I have two energy drinks a day at the most, and that's it. I, drink, um, I used to drink Rains. I don't drink those anymore. I drink Monsters as a general rule. Um, and I know they're not the healthiest thing for you, or, or if not healthy at all, I don't spare me the comments. I know they're not. But they're sugar-free. They've got 10 calories in them. And they satisfy that flavor. Because I drink a crap ton of water, black coffee, unsweet tea. That's with me. I, I liked the Mio's. Yeah. There for a while because I was drinking so much water. So I'd do Mio in the middle. But I mean, I even I don't, I, maybe one soda, a whole soda if I finish it a week. If Yeah, but I, I'll, I'll usually end up drinking the last quarter of it. You don't even usually end up finishing it. Yeah, you're right. So that's and and again, guys, if you're on 75 hard, diet sodas maybe on your um, 
diet. Maybe on your diet, but flavored water, if it's anything less than a gallon, doesn't count. You have to finish a gallon of plain water. Plain water. Plain water. If you're using supplements, if you're a good vitamin is important, good multivitamin will help round out a clean, healthy diet. It'll give you all the stuff that you're missing. If you're using protein powder, make sure that you're using a quality protein powder, one that has a lot of protein in it so you don't get bloated, so you don't have a lot of fillers that you don't know about. Again, come back to first form there. I know there's other brands out there. There's level one protein, which is a really good protein powder. I'm first form guy, obviously, so I use first form products. Becoming a legionnaire taught me a lot that I did not know about protein powders, about why some of them will bloat you up and it's in the way they're processed and some of the fillers that are put in there. But find something that works for you. If the, if the shakes work for you, then go for a low-carb shake or whatever fits in your diet. But make sure you're hitting your macros. And I don't know if we're going to talk about it on the podcast or not, but there's some pretty simple ways to plan your diet, to plan your caloric intake. And uh, if anybody wants more information on that, uh, you can go into one of, our, one of the old men energy groups, shoot us a message if you can't find a board already talking about it. But I'm pretty sure by the time you see that, there'll be one in there. If not, for sure, in the coaching group, we've got a whole thread talking about it. So. I don't know. I guess the last piece to nutrition and exercise would be travel. Because travel tends to screw a lot of things up. <laughs> we um we do we like to travel. I mean, even if it's just like to Orlando or just you know, short places. I got really good at planning what we were going to snack on or eat for lunch in the vehicle. Got to the point where like when we fl- when we were flying. We, God, you remember going to, where do we go to the, what's that, what's the store in, in Fleming? The, it's a Whole Foods store. Whole I mean, Foods. It's not Whole Foods, but it's something like that. Fresh anyway, market or something like that. I bought like $70 worth of just healthy stuff to take on the plane. End up leaving killer, it. Killer beef jerky. Ended up leaving it here. I don't know how I left it here. <laughs> but <laughs> So, I mean, but and then you, you, you know what you can eat on the plane. You, we went so far as to checking where we were in the airport and what was around us. But I mean, once you've done this for so long, you know what you can eat and what you can eat and you just, you substitute it. And if a a lot of times when we'd go places, if they didn't have what we wanted or what we could eat on the menu, we'd ask, can you do this, this, and this? I mean, half the time you can get a a damn garden salad and just tell them to throw a, a chicken breast on the side, grilled chicken breast. And then, I mean, that's a perfect meal for you right then. Or a burger with no bun. Burger with no bun. So you we do always get that. We knew what we could eat. And then, and then if we were like wanting to eat, you know, something more, more, more calories or something like that. Yeah. We might go to a place where we might eat a, you know, a wrap or, or have the, have a half a burger and eat the bun. I mean, we've, we've, half meals a lot. We do that all the time. I mean, most of the food they feed you in restaurants is enough for two people and sometimes with leftovers. It's absolutely disgusting. And then that, well, that's one of the things that I took away. The nutrition is one of the main things I took away from it. But you look at the food that we get and I, and I think it in my head, no wonder we have so many overweight people in this country one, people don't have control. And two, they're just, they're throwing slop in front of you and a lot of it. You, yeah. can eat, you can eat healthy in restaurants if you pay attention and you know what you're talking. Even if you half-ass it, you can eat, you know, pretty okay in restaurants. The one thing that we stay away from is the oils. That's, we're very strict on the oils that we got, we, we take in our bodies and butter. 
real butter. Yeah, if it if it comes down to eating something fried in seed oil or eating margarine, I will go hungry. Yeah, I don't. I feel like that's one thing I've learned from it. I feel like absolute crap. Well, it causes inflammation. I I will get an RA flare up from that. I mean, I I can control it, but it it causes physical pain. I will not do it because it just your body can't process it. And once you once you've eaten well and you've you've exercised and you've you've done everything you can on that program. The first time off of it, because everybody, once they're done and they've they finished their 75 days, without fail, I'm going to go eat something that I haven't been able to eat this whole time. And it's usually something fried. They have a plan for it. They yes. have a plan. It's usually something fried. And you feel like crap. You just absolutely, and you, you, look, at, you look at your whoever, even if they didn't go through it, and you're like, I personally, over the course of those 75 days, started feeling so much better, didn't realize it because it was a slow process, that you don't realize just how good you can feel once you've cleaned your body up and started making yourself healthy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And it, guys, we're going to wrap up on on this because we're about out of time. So listen, we're going to put the links in the show notes for this. We're going to put the links to 75hard.com. And I, my, my shout out to Andy Frisella and this program and I, everybody that knows me knows what this program did for me, but this program changed my life and it very possibly saved my life because I was not well. And this helped me run down a path, not only to physical wellness, but mental wellness. So if you have not done 75 hard, I'm going to encourage you to go look at it and do not pay attention to the bullshit that's out there because there's a lot of haters. And without exception, nobody that I've seen that's finished 75 hard has anything bad to say about the program. Absolutely. Everything out there is just from people that either didn't start it or just like tearing shit down or couldn't finish it themselves or, or, or yeah, or they failed and they just, they just couldn't do it. Try it. Do no, don't try it. Do it. I <laughs> said the Yoda statement. Uh, <laughs> there is no try. You must do. Do seventy five hard. See what happens because you you will get things out of it that you cannot expect. If you want more about my journey, then I'm sure we'll talk more about the podcast. But also go go to my Instagram. Go to my personal Instagram, not the old man energy Instagram, and just scroll back to 2019 to Memorial Day 2019, and you can read every day the struggles that I had, and then the whole Live Hard program. To be honest with you, that whole year I documented when I was on the program. Give us some feedback. Let us know. One, if you're really enjoying what we're this content that we're giving you, show us some love, share it with some people that need to hear it. Give us some comments, like, and subscribe. I do create daily content on all the platforms. A lot of our personal content, especially the really silly, funny stuff is on TikTok. I don't know how that ended up there, but man, there's some, there's some really silly videos there. But yeah, go like, follow us, subscribe, give us some interaction. Let us know what you think. Heck, let us know if you don't like it. I don't care. And if there's something you guys want to hear us talk about or you want some insight into um, our relationship or maybe some holes that we could fill in for you, man, send us a message. The, um, the information's there and we'll definitely throw it into an episode or maybe do a short on it if the topic's compelling enough. Love y'all. Peace.